Seven Hills Worship with Closing Distance on Victory 91.5. It's Coffee with Corey. And right now I'm joined with my dad, Ray Haynes. And we're talking about Rosh Hashanah this new year and what 5781 really looks like. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, that song, uh, we talked to those guys a couple months ago and they were sharing how that song came out right as COVID. You know, yeah. Kind of they were talking about closing the distance and everybody else was talking about social distancing. And, you know, 2020, 5780 has been really about coming far apart, which is not the heart of God at all. And so not only do we want to kind of follow that with that song, but I want to give you a concept we're gonna gonna jump into looking in the next break uh, for about four breaks into Job, just really hyper focusing to kind of look at 2020 and then how to go from there. What's next? The last part of Job, basically. But I want to take you down the pilgrimage road. What I believe is our lives and certainly these feasts and how they kind of connect. Last time we were in Israel, got to sneak into the pilgrimage road. It wasn't open yet, but I got to talk to the folks that were doing the dig, and it was just really cool. So. The spring feasts are considered significantly separate from the fall feasts by most people. It's commonly believed that Jesus fulfilled the spring feasts, while the fall feasts will be fulfilled in the end times with the second coming. However, this year, I've really come to believe that both the spring and the fall feasts have already been fulfilled with his first coming and will likewise both be fulfilled again at his second coming, and that the Great Tribulation will take place in conjunction with all these feasts. Very different perspective, but just been where all my studies take me to. But all the feasts have their beginning as shadows and types of something about Jesus or something that he would accomplish. Understanding them helps us encounter him better and anticipate what's next and why here on earth and in the heavenlies. In terms of the fall celebrations of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, or Yom Kippur they're closely connected to the spring celebrations of uh, Passover, Shania, or Second Passover, and Ascension Day. And here's how. Three days after Passover in the spring is the Feast of First Fruits. We know it as Resurrection Day. That's when Jesus rose from the dead. But beginning with the next Sabbath, they begin counting the Omer, the days. They count 50 days or seven weeks until the early summer when the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost occurred. So 50 days. That's how you know that when that happens. Originally, before it was part of the Law of Moses, those 50 days was the time it took to walk from Egypt to Mount Sinai following the first Passover in Egypt. 1,500 years later, though, following the resurrection, Jesus used that same time to walk and talk with his disciples, ascending on day 40, then pouring out the Holy Spirit at Pentecost 10 days later. So after all that time, we went, oh, that's what that's all about. Well, interestingly, if you've been paying attention over the last month or two, there's a similar 50-day period from the summer to the fall that seems to relate. Beginning with the first day of the month of Elul, today's 30 Elul, through the end of the month, which is today, is a time called the king is in the field, which, go figure, is a time of repentance when God draws near, which is the king, which is Jesus again, to look closely at how you're tending the fields the specific blessings and responsibilities that he's given you in much the same way that Jesus walked with the disciples to prepare them for their individual ministries after he left. So it's almost the exact same thing. Rosh Hashanah follows on the 31st day, which will be tonight, much as second Passover follows Passover in the spring 30 days later. Second Passover is what you'd call a special do-over for those who miss Passover uh, because they're unclean, because of touching a dead body. Well, Rosh Hashanah is also called the Day of Judgment because God is said to inscribe the fate of every person for the upcoming year in the Book of Life or the Book of Death. So both days connected to life and death. 
in the summer, 10 days after second Passover, is when Jesus climbed to the top of the Mount of Olives and ascended into heaven. In the fall where we are, 10 days after Rosh Hashanah, is the Day of Atonement, when two goats are involved in a sacrifice. The blood of the first goat was placed on the mercy seat, while the other, or scapegoat, was led through the eastern gate toward the Mount of Olives, where it would disappear from view as it fulfilled the removal of the sins of the people. It's the exact same location of the ascension of Jesus, showing that our sins are removed as far as the east is from the west. So these two days are intimately connected, Day of the Ascension and Yom Kippur. So if we continue, 10 days after the Ascension is Pentecost. 10 days after the Day of Atonement is the last great day of Sukkot, Tabernacles. Just as the other spring and fall feast days are too linked, uh, why is there all this connectivity, especially the long periods of counting and waiting? Well, the counting is connected to repentance. If we've done it well, then a change should have occurred in our lives. So teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Establish the work of our hands. It's Psalm 90 and why I named our, the uh, podcast Numbering Your Days. Counting also keeps us focused on a destination while we deal with the present. Psalm 84 says, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. The problem is that we're never satisfied with what we have. We are forever on the wrong pilgrimage, thinking that the end is the goal. But see, the blessed man is the man on pilgrimage, not just when the man arrives, for the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks to the end and will not prove false. Though it lingers, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. You see, counting the Omer from first fruits to Pentecost includes a lot of lingering and waiting because it takes us from one pilgrimage feast, unleavened bread, to the next pilgrim feast, Pentecost. The journey of the 50 days is part of the pilgrimage, but the real pilgrimage begins when you arrive at Jerusalem at the Pool of Siloam with your offering and then cleanse yourself in the pool. See, as you exited, you took the first steps onto that pilgrimage road that led up to the temple where your sacrifice would be received. Every step could be taken with the expectation of grace and forgiveness pouring out on you. Ephesians 5, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil therefore not do not be unwise but understand what is the will of the lord see all of the feasts are just a picture of what he's going to do in the end times that's why it's important on a day-to-day -day basis that we get this right that we learn what our pilgrimage is all about and that's what these feasts are all about in the end times the types of miracles and judgments seen in the exodus and in the early church will be multiplied worldwide as prayer becomes like the staff that moses held as jesus leads the church will demonstrate his power he says in john 14 the works that i do he will do also, and greater works than these he will do. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying this, and we're on this day uh, in history would be Yom Kippur. All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And then Zechariah, then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations as he fights in the day of battle. And in that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which faces Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall be split in two from east to west, making a very large valley. Half of the mountain shall move towards the north, half towards the south. Then you will see my mountain valley, and you'll see this river come headed towards the uh, Salt Sea. So he ascends in the summertime. And the same day on Yom Kippur, I believe he comes back and puts his feet on that mountain and 
instead of going up, comes down and splits. And it's just all connected. And I, I think it's just an amazingly profound thing. So did a lot of digging and researching this year, just trying to settle my heart on all these feasts and just how we can encounter him on them more and more. And coming up next... We're going to dig into Job and look back at 2020 and go, ah, that's why I didn't like it.